This week's episode of the Art Tactic Podcast is brought to you by Artbase. Are you managing an art collection or an artist studio or a gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase allows you to track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data once, and you can use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and so much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com today to learn more and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount. Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. Hope everyone's doing well and staying safe. As we've mentioned many times on the podcast over the past year, the pandemic is having a varying impact on the art market in different geographies, and that really comes down to just how severe COVID is in a certain place and how restrictive those local governments are towards museums and galleries being open and operating at close to normal. At this time, London is in the midst of a lockdown again, and we wanted to chat with someone there on the ground to see how things are going at this time. So in this week's episode, we chat with Ochuko Ojiri, founder of Ramp Gallery, a London-based gallery specializing in emerging and early career artists. Ramp Gallery is only founded last year and is already having a lot of success with their program. We asked Chuko how things are going in London at the moment. We also asked him what it was like to establish a gallery just months before a global pandemic. And I think Chuko's actions really show how a smaller, new gallery can be nimble and just figure out ways to make it work, especially in difficult times. We also chat with Chuko about this generation of younger artists who I think, due to Instagram really, in many cases are in the spotlight at such an early stage of their career. We ask them about their challenges and their priorities, and finally Chuko offers us some really fantastic advice for emerging artists who are trying to get noticed and gain traction in their career. It's a really fantastic and interesting conversation. We hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Chuko, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Adam. Of course, it's our pleasure. So for our listeners who aren't too familiar with Ramp Gallery, tell us when you established the gallery and also tell us a little bit about the program. Okay, so yeah, we opened our gallery in October 2019. It was Freeze Week. Um, and we started with very early career emerging artists. Um, and that was really our idea. We found that we didn't, in London, I think there's a bit of a lack in the market. It was all a bit stuffy, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, and I feel that we, we wanted to free it up a little bit. Well, that's pretty incredible that you launched the gallery last year during freeze and then a global pandemic ensues just a few months afterwards. That's a really unique and I imagine stressful and challenging position to be in. So I definitely want to ask you about that. But before we dive into that, it's interesting right now with the pandemic, situations are so different in each country. And even within a country, places can be very different. I was traveling to Miami Last week, there were some galleries who set up pop-ups in Miami and Palm Beach, and I wanted to check it out. And there, things are very open, not a lot of mask wearing, a lot of indoor dining. It was a very different vibe than in New York. On the other hand, I was speaking with a curator at a museum in L.A. recently, and 
the museums there have been closed for almost a year now, basically the entire time. It's really unfortunate. So tell us, what's the latest in London at the moment? I mean, we're currently locked down, and it looks like we will come out of lockdown toward the end of March. Um, And we went into lockdown just before uh, Christmas. I think it was about four days before Christmas. So it's um, it's tricky. It's tricky. I mean, it's very um, it's a very serious situation. But I must say, we have done very very well within lockdown. I guess it's a moment. It's it's a it's an opportunity to um, move forward and find new ways of operating. I think being small allows you to kind of um, develop um, systems much much easier. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that opening and then a global pandemic starts basically right afterwards. A lot of galleries have been in the business for a long time and maybe they were well prepared, well, as prepared as one could be for a global pandemic, but maybe they've invested in technology. They have a long list of established clients they can rely on to get them through this. What was that like to open and then just have the pandemic come basically right afterwards? Yeah, it was a really tricky time and quite sort of nerve wracking time, but I think what the positive of the pandemic is that everybody had to basically stand still. And that gave me a lot of time and space to really look at what I wanted to do with the gallery. And um, I noticed that there were a lot of cancelled shows. So it allowed me to kind of pick up amazing artists I looked at and maybe I wouldn't have been able to get them um, and just plough on. I think we actually did more shows within the uh, the first lockdown in March um, than we thought we would do. So that year of 2020, we really went hard. Um, and how we got around it was just to try and produce as much content as possible online. So we we um, we shot every show, we filmed every show, um, and we've also kind of developed this concept of me basically presenting the show and talking about the show, talking about the works, and talking about the artist direct to camera. Um, And that has worked really, really well for us. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think a lot of established galleries, they have a lot of overhead, a lot of employees. Some seem to be really trying to ride this out, maybe not being too active, but it sounds like you've been very proactive during this time, especially when it comes to pursuing artists to work with at the gallery. How have artists been during this time, especially younger artists who are just beginning their careers, what were your conversations like with them and how were you able to sign up some really talented young artists to the program? I mean, it was, I think, again, it was, um, it was a very, very difficult time for a lot of people, and especially for the artists. But um, the stillness applies to them as well, that basically what artists need um, is space and um, this kind of not having to do stuff, but paint, but sculpt, but draw. So I think once they got into the flow of it, um, they created some phenomenal works in a very, very difficult time in our history. Um, and for me, it was an opportunity to kind of prove what our gallery could do, to prove that we had the support from high-level collectors, um, you know, institutions, people that were really interested in what we were doing. So um, it's allowed us to kind of, for want of a better word, I don't want to say steal these artists because we didn't steal them, <laughs> but give us an opportunity with these artists. And then they became loyal and we became loyal and we became friends and we're kind of in it together now. Um, so 
that's the positive out of all of this. Yeah, and especially as you're working with younger artists, do you feel like that allowed you to really feel like you were in it together with them throughout this? Yeah, I think so. I mean, for me, the emerging artists are the most exciting part of the art market and the art scene. I just find it, they're so refreshing and they're so, they, they really want it. They've got, they're really inspired with their ideas. Um, and I think in general, I can see a lot of blue chip galleries using and showing a lot of artists that we've shown. And we're a very young gallery, um, which I didn't expect, but it's, um, it feels very common at the moment. See kind of big galleries, um, you know, at first I was shocked when I'm like, oh, you're, sh I'm not, well, I won't say the names, but you're showing with, you know, X gallery. I was shocked. And then um, as time's gone on, most artists that we've shown have kind of ended up being shown by a blue chip gallery, which I think is great for the artist. And I'm really interested in asking you more about this younger generation of artists. I feel like Instagram is playing a really interesting role in some of their careers. It can act really as a catalyst to shoot off their career really quickly. All of a sudden, they become in the spotlight and on the radar of a lot of collectors. It just takes a few influential collectors or people, I mean, let's call them influencers for lack of a better word, um, to post their work and you have their followers suddenly reposting it or following the artist hashtag. Maybe then uh, there's a domino effect. They're reaching out to you, trying to get work. Um, and it seems like all this can happen pretty quickly. So I'm curious about the mindset of artists, um, you know, maybe some who have gone through something like this. You have a lot in your program who have received a lot of attention really quickly. And I imagine you receive a lot of inquiries as a result um, on Instagram from collectors. What are some of the priorities and also maybe some of the concerns that you and some of your, your younger artists have when a phenomenon like this occurs? Yes, I mean, we try to get on the same page. I mean, the artists that our gallery represents represent um, Baldur Helgeson, he's an Icelandic artist um, over here in, in, in London, we represent him. We have Sean Gannon and we have a London artist, Nigel Howler. All three of those have huge demand and huge inquiries, but we're all on the same page. The most important thing is that the works go to strong hands, to great collectors that love the works. Because I think that I've seen it happen where the demand is really high um, there's almost like a feeding frenzy and then we're on to the next person. So that's, that's the worst, worst possible outcome for us. So we really take our time with placements. We try to place with institutions. We try to take it slow. Um, and my job is to allow them just to really concentrate on creating the works um, and, you know, partnering up with other galleries, you know, Sean is going to show in Hong Kong um, over the summer. So we're going to, we've partnered up with a gallery um, so that he can show in another territory. Um, so it's all very exciting, but it's just, I guess it's um, keeping your feet on the ground and it being about the work. I think that's the most important thing. And as you only recently established the gallery, I think your perspective on this issue is especially interesting. How impactful is Instagram for you as a gallery, whether it comes to promoting your artists, connecting with collectors, or anything else, really? Instagram is an absolute game changer. 
it's 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 a phenomenal phenomenal resource for i think collectors for artists and for galleries if it's used correctly i mean for us it's it's just been incredible it's it's a, it's a window to the world and i think it's it's completely um it's completely leveled the playing field that you can be a young gallery and you can basically compete with a very, very established gallery that maybe hasn't got a total grip of the technology and the power of Instagram, or maybe they've underestimated it. But um, for me, I can I found incredible artists on there just through doing a deep dive, as I call it. Um, go into the inbox, love your work, and you're starting a relationship, and off you go. And collectors as well, you know, through hashtags or through find or through other galleries or through the artists. There's so many avenues to your gallery. Um, and I find that, I mean, we don't ever send out a newsletter. We just post it on Instagram. You know, even, even email, I mean, you know, works can be allocated through direct messages on Instagram. It's, it's really that simple and it's that great of a, a resource. Yeah, I agree completely. It was funny, I was speaking with someone yesterday actually in a different industry and they were picking my brain and asking me a variety of questions about the art world and they asked me, is there some kind of technology or platform that the art world uses to discover artists and to communicate? And I thought about it for a second and I said, to be honest, it kind of sounds odd, but it's actually Instagram. That's the most valuable platform by a mile. And basically... You know, I view it as one little niche community within this larger ecosystem that is Instagram and you know, 99% of the people I follow are in the art world in some way. And so my Instagram feed is the art world and I see mostly artworks in it. And so if you're in this world and you know, set up or curate your Instagram in that kind of way, it's actually a really special place to connect and to discover. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure about... Um how other people use it. But for me, it's a tiny kind of corner that we're all in. And it's a wonderful, beautiful corner. And you can use it for, you know, I collect works as well as being the, the, the director at Ramp. So I just to look at art on there is great as well. It's not like going to the actual, um, the actual exhibitions, but it's as close as you can get. And I think to be able to interact with artists, you know, artists that I love, to interact with other galleries and other gallery directors and everybody's really open you know today there's a gallery uh, director who I admire again I won't say their name but um, I just pinged him a message and it, I was amazed he just pinged one back and then, <laughs> you know we're, we're, that, that's how it works we're back and forth mm -hmm. I love your program I've been watching oh I've actually I, I love your program too and Okay, maybe should we try and yeah, maybe we can. So that how you know that would have been impossible before. And so speaking of discovering new artists or learning about new artists, this actually leads me to another question I have. On the podcast, we do have a lot of listeners who are artists. Some of them are just beginning their careers, and sometimes they message me or email me and ask my advice. How do I advance my career? What are what are one or two things I should be doing if I want to try to show with a gallery or get in a group show even? especially since you're working with younger artists, looking at younger artists, what are a few things emerging artists should definitely be doing to help get their career started? I think, you know, first and foremost, concentrate on the work and kind of try not to follow a trend, be yourself. Because it's even when I'm looking at, you know, 
everybody hated, you know, big, you know, abstract works. At this, even at this particular point, maybe are not the most popular thing. But people that have stuck to that gun and done those works, like Lowy Hollowell, um, you look at someone like Lucy Ball, who's just coming through now. That's from being themselves, and they are beautiful, beautiful works. Um, as well as doing that, um, contact people, be in group shows, put on your own show. I mean, it's a, you know, do don't wait for people to make it for you. I think that's that's a, this is what internet and technology has done. Very much like how what's happened with the music industry, where you know, you can get very far on your own and create your own kind of magic. Um, I'd say don't wait for people to make your dream, you know, kind of you make it. Yeah, that's great advice. And it seems like you have to be entrepreneurial. You have to market yourself. You have to be proactive. You have to network. You have to do all these things. Get together. If there's a few of you, get together, make a scene, you know, show together, do do an internet um, gallery, do something online set up an Instagram with, you know, a group of artists with varied work. Um, but yeah, you do have to be a, a, a little entrepreneurial. We get sent a, 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 an, an, an enormous amount of, um, I guess, emails, and it's very difficult to kind of get the work from that. I find discovering the work on Instagram or discovering the work online or through um, a platform like Artsy, uh, is a lot more powerful. That's really excellent advice, and I'm sure the artists who are listening will really appreciate hearing it, so thank you so much for sharing that. And so you just opened a new exhibition with Molly A. Green at the gallery. Tell us more about Molly and her practice as well as the show. Yeah, I mean, Molly's works are um, they're almost like a contradiction. They're these kind of really luscious, botanical, beautiful, flowered, feminine, pretty um, pictures but with an incredible technique. So she's kind of got this airbrushing technique um, and this kind of um, iridescent quality to her work where the, the gradients of the colors give you that shimmer, that kind of oil slick shimmer. Um, but really the narrative behind the works are so deep and they read to um, femininity being a accessory as well as being a quality so and they they i guess the kind of um the title of the show is actually overkill and again the nature of that is very deep to do with um the american system and what happened at the end of um 2020 with the black lives matter movement and how molly describes it as a surplus an overkill of innocent people and her, how she felt appalled by that system. Um, so it's very, very intense subjects um, set in an extremely beautiful setting. Uh, I can't speak highly enough of her practice. Yeah, she's very talented. I've seen some images of it. The show looks really great. 
Truco, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and chatting with us. I'm glad to hear things are going well at Ramp Gallery, especially considering the circumstances of the pandemic. We really appreciate chatting with you about the gallery and the program, as well as what it's like to be a new gallery during this pandemic, and also hearing your really interesting thoughts on Instagram and just this younger generation of artists. We really appreciate it. Oh, Adam. Can I say something before you go, before I go? Yeah, of course. This is this is like a hero moment for me. <laughs> I've listened to your podcast for so long, um, and I think you've done a fantastic service to the art scene and the art market. You've really helped people. You've helped me. So um, thank you. Well, Chuko, thanks so much for those generous words. That really means a lot to me. Um, you know, the podcast. We've been fortunate enough to be able to do it for a long time now. We've had so much fun doing it. We really have enjoyed all the conversations we've had. And to be able to share these conversations with the listeners across the world really is what makes it so special. I remember before this podcast existed, that there really weren't any art podcasts as far as I'm aware. And so we would just, you know, have one or two sentence quotes we would read in publications and that was kind of it and so to be able to have these lengthy conversations and to be able to share them with other people is so rewarding so that's just so nice to hear you say that thank you for being a longtime listener and supporter of the podcast and i'm so happy that we were actually able to have you on as a guest and for our listeners i definitely recommend they check out molly's show and ramp gallery's program in general chuko what's the website social media where can we find you I know you're going to say this. I'm going to struggle now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, our Instagram is at ramp.gallery. And our website is www.ramp-gallery.com. Perfect. Chuko, thanks so much again. We really appreciate chatting with you. Thanks, Adam. Thanks so much to Artbase for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. Are you managing an art collection, an artist studio, or gallery? Is it time to bring your collection management skills up to a professional level? Well, Artbase is the right software to manage your art business. Artbase lets you track your artworks and contacts in an easy-to-use, powerful database. Enter your data just once and use that data to generate reports, offers, contracts, and much more. They've got a brand new version out with a whole new look that can be used on the cloud from any location on any device. So what are you waiting for? Go to artbase.com, that's A-R-T-B-A-S-E.com to learn more, and be sure to mention Art Tactic for a 15% discount.